it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Empty the chamber on And how do you do that? Four, six seconds, put eight point feet, everything you got. Everything you got. Turn that shit up. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome to the Scoop World Order. It is Michigan State Week. It is Wednesday. The team is through their first practice on Bloody Tuesday, generally the hardest practice of the week. Uh, Another big practice today on Wednesday. We are right in the middle of the season. But more importantly, these guys get through this one and they get to that that lovely, lovely bye week. So they are super excited about that. Guys got to get healthy. If there's one thing... That is a major issue with Ohio State right now. It is the injury situation. A lot of guys are dinged up. A lot of guys are missing time. Got to get that cleaned up uh, going before we hit Penn State and especially into Michigan. So that being said, as always, we are thankful for you guys. We're grateful. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We have such an amazing following on here. We're growing like crazy as all thanks to you guys. So thank you guys. We appreciate you guys. If you enjoy this video, please click the like button down below. That makes a huge difference on how many people get to see our video. Uh, kind of spreads it through the YouTube algorithm. So thank you so much for that. Comment down below. What do you want to see against Michigan State? What do you want to see cleaned up? Is it the defense? Is it something with the offensive skill guys? Uh, do you want to see more Mayan Williams? Mine at this point might be a first team All American if they stop the the voting today. I mean, he's one of the he's got the highest average seven point seven yards to carry right now. Uh, really uh, grinding and just kicking butt up front, which is awesome. The O line's doing great. Uh, do you want to see something on CJ Stroud? Do you want to see him run the ball? Let me know in the comments below. And as always, shout out where you're from. That's my favorite part of the whole show is figuring out where you guys are, are listening from because we've had guys from basically every continent. And I'm still waiting on someone to go to Antarctica and listen to us, but that is the next step. So we appreciate you guys. So with that being said, I wanted to bring in my homie, the OG, former All-American, TJ Downing, my dog. What is up, my man? How are you doing tonight? So wait, I'm finally being acknowledged as an All-American. Well, finally? I mean, I mean, second, is I, second I don't, team making the cut. Oh, yeah, I thought you were just honorable mention. So you did make second team, okay? Because rivals doesn't count, and uh, you know whatever the the Hall, Canton Hall of Fame, Canton Repository All-Americans don't count. It's got to be AP Walter Camp, one of those. So yeah, okay. Well, you you could be a second team All-American. It's fine. I mean, I I'll give you a couple of leaves off my tree, and we'll we'll, we'll all be we'll all be cool. That work for you? <laughs> I'll take it, man. I appreciate you, dog. So you go, let's go back to 05 because in 06, we did not have a bye week and uh, get ready to play Michigan State. Uh, you had a, a much better right tackle that game because I was injured. So you had your boy Booney starting a right tackle next to you. Um, Michigan State was a 
that was a, a kind of an interesting game. It all changed on the Ashton Yabodi. Uh, I, I guess it was a you know it was obviously a, a blown uh, uh, assignment with Michigan State when they didn't have a wing on the field on field goal. So Ashton literally just waltzed in there, blocked the punt. They ran it back right right as time expired for halftime. But talk to me a little bit about what you remember uh, from your days playing Michigan State, 05, 06. Uh, John L. Smith, I think, um, kind of drove the program into the ground, especially in 06. I remember going up there, and I think we put the final nail in his coffin that game where we just whooped him. Uh, and then uh, Dino took over in 07. He, he made the program much stronger. What do you remember about your days playing Michigan State, uh, especially uh, when we went up there in 04 and 06? Well, in 05, I thought you came back that game. Mm-mm. You were out that one? Sideline pass, dog. I was chilling. Chilling. Man. I had my had my, my uh, shades on. I was 100% in the nightclub dancing, 0% on the field. You remember that? Club seats. Club you know, seats. <laughs> um, I, I'll tell you this. So M- Michigan State has always kind of been uh, interesting to me because so in 04, I actually got my first start ever for the Ohio State Buckeyes against Michigan State. Now, funny story behind that. I, I think – a lot of people on that team would say that I should have been starting from the beginning of the year. It kind of took a lot of things to happen before the right combo got in there. Kirk started playing, Troy started playing, I started playing, and I was kind of the last guy into the fold. Well, my first start in 04 as a sophomore against Michigan State up in East Lansing, I didn't find out that I was starting until like three hours before the game. Now, our uh, our fearless center nick mangold i think he had gotten uh into coach tress's doghouse we won't say it um they actually they they made him sit for the first quarter and so doug daddish moved down to center and i popped in and and started at guard and then at the end of the first quarter it didn't matter how i was playing i still came out and nick mangold came back in (laughs) so that was kind of tough for me but then as we go into the next season my junior year in 05 That was really uh, the game against Michigan State in the horseshoe. That was the turning point for the Buckeyes that year. And, you know, my stat line from that season, I had more minutes long player on Ohio State's team offensively that year. Um, That was John L. Smith's. He he imploded at halftime when, you know, you, you mentioned about Ubodi and, and they didn't have the wing. And I think, was it Dante that ended up blocking that and Ubodi scooped and scored? Yeah, it, it, it was one of them. I can't remember who actually scored it. I, for some reason, I feel like it was Ashton that, that Ashton blocked it. Ashton scored it. I think Dante blocked it. Yeah. And then John L. Smith went off at the 50-yard line. And I, I can't remember what reporter it was. I don't think it was Jack Root, but he went off on somebody. And then so we come out in the second half and Santonio goes off. We had a great second half. We win the game. And really that was like our organizing point where by the end of that season, you would say the same, Kirk. I think we were the best team in the country. We knew back when we lined up against Texas in week two that the winner of that game was probably going to be in the national championship game. We should have beat them. We didn't. They ended up winning and they went on and won the national title. But by the time we beat Michigan and then played Notre Dame in a Fiesta Bowl, we could have easily beaten Texas and USC. They ended up having that magical Rose Bowl game that still goes down in history as one of the all-time classics. But for me, 
that game against Michigan State my junior year in Horseshoe, I remember there was a guy that I played against, I played with in high school, Nick Smith, and you remember Brandon Long. He was also a Glen Oak Golden Eagle. And, and they called me the Thursday night before that game, and they said, in our meetings with the defensive line room, we have singled 72, the right guard, out as the weakest link on that offensive line for Ohio State. And that was – for me, yeah. that was that was huge, man. I said, okay, for, but you also got to remember, you're talking about Nick Mangold, uh, Doug Daddish, Rob Sims, you know, some some, some good players. Now, I, I proved the point that game by going against Domita Pecco, who I think he had like 15, 16 years in the league. And, and I had a great game. But my senior year, 06, when we went up to East Lansing, we ended up beating them, I think, like 56 to 7. And – I'll never forget this, and you remember this, Kirk. I jumped off sides that game. And and I ended up grading out at like a 90 or a 91%. Now, for every offsides, you get docked 3%. So I was docked 9% and graded out at a 90 or a 91. Without jumping off sides, I probably played a perfect game. And I went into that thing because – I was going against probably their best defensive player, which was Clifton Ryan. He was first team all big 10 played with the Rams. And I knew that he was a great defensive tackle, but I knew that I could beat him and I knew that I was better than him. So I was ready to come off the ball quick and their linebackers started mimicking our cadence. And I was just coming off sides. And I remember Jim bowling me when we're in the shower afterwards in the locker room, he was like, Oh, Oh, a little quick off the trigger, uh, weren't you? <laughs> and so, but you know what? We had some great battles with Michigan State, and I know they're kind of down right now, but Mel Tucker, he knows what it means to be an Ohio State coach. He was the guy that led our secondary when we won that national title in 2002. He knows what it would mean to his team to be able to beat the Buckeyes. It would change the course and trajectory of their season. So the target's on the back. Get ready. Yeah, I, I think that um, again, I just don't know if they have the horsepower, and, and even more like something that I, just, I think is important is the talent is the mental. I don't think that they think after the the whipping we gave them last year in the shoe, I don't think that they think they can run with us. I think that, like once we step on the field, man, it, it shakes the room and they get they get scared and nervous because I think that's what that program is right now. They are they have zero uh fight they're really reeling right now and i think that like you, you got the big bad wolf coming to your door it's really scary and it could be it could get ugly in a hurry up there and you know it, it was weird like of all the buyers for more items i've seen in my life like they give our boy mel like uh, 84 million dollars or, or something insane last year and then they, you know, they did that on like a monday and then on saturday he shows up to the horseshoe and I think they were undefeated because they beat Michigan and they were a top 10 team. And we just, we, had, we played the breast first half in Ohio State history. We beat them like 49. The, it was like 49 nothing at half. Like, I've never seen anything like it. It was like we were, it was like we were on air in a walkthrough, like, because everything was working. It was crazy. And then, you know, we, we go up and lay an egg against Michigan, which again, that's why fo- college football is a funny game because these kids, you know, they, they believe their hype sometimes and then they go up and, get smacked and i mean we were no different like we you know we we had you know a game or two where we should have been better and we had some things happen and we lost and you look back at it you're like wow i wish i could have seen that coming but 
yeah, I think they're in a really interesting spot right now. Um, TJ, talk a little bit about how uh, your your mental state was leading into the bye week. We played Iowa uh, the last time we had a bye week in 05. Because in 06, we went straight through. There were no bye weeks. They added Bowling Green to the schedule, took out our bye week. Um, in 05, we played Iowa and we smacked them. And that was a game that we couldn't wait to play because they really whipped us at, at Iowa City, like like kicked the, the dog shit out of us. It was bad. And uh, we lost like, yeah, like 31-7. Yeah, but I thought Ralph was just a guy. Like, I really I, I really didn't think Ralph was very good. I thought like, and, and I would give a guy credit if, if I thought he was like a, a dominator, but I, I blocked him and I was like, that's it. Like, I, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't Erasmus James or Mario Williams or Manny Lawson. Those guys were all much better than, than Roth, I thought. Um, but you know, he was an energy guy, whatever. Uh, but you know, when we beat Iowa in 05, like give your mentality lead up to that game. And then when you, you know, you had that week off, you know, what are your thoughts? Uh, and how happy are you when you get to a bye week I don't want to say that um, I was necessarily happy, but you know, to get guys healthy, to have a little bit of time off to, you know, take a pause for a second. You know you're going to have a grinder of a week at practice, but to me, I like continuously playing on a weekly basis. You know, I feel like you can get a little bit of rust through that week off um, and, and just watching guys, and you kind of can get inside of your own head thinking, okay, you know, I'm off this week. You know, what, what are these guys doing? And, you know, I, I would rather play it through. Now, I'll tell you the one guy you talk about, Matt, Rob. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. With one arm and then grabbed Troy Smith with the other arm and, and sacked him, man. I'll tell you what, it was, that was tough, man. That was tough going up there and, and, and really getting beat down. That was probably the worst beat down that outside of Florida that you and I ever experienced. And uh, oh. Jonathan Babineau and, and, and Abdul and Greenway, I mean, they got after us. So, yeah, we were we were chomping at the bit in 05 to be able to get back and, 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 and get those guys in the horseshoe and, and get a little payback. But for me, I don't like the bye week. I just want to keep playing. I want to stay fresh. I want to stay in my zone, in my rhythm. And I think that extra couple days off kind of gets you out of it. Yeah, I – um. You know, football's a funny game. And I always tell people, you know, when you look at the depth charts and you look at how veteran a team is and how or how young a team is, like in 04, we were really young, like freshmen, sophomores. Like I was a freshman starting. That was actually my first career start. I went up there and it's just like you always dream of. I tell people, it's like, yeah, 
I my I always dreamed of starting at Ohio State. My first career start really was thirty one seven just get our asses kicked. And I'm like, yeah, that was exactly how I dreamed growing up as a little kid. But I think that uh you know, they were very veteran, very senior related, four senior starters on the D line, and they got after us. And they had two guys that were NFL picks and the other two guys were in camps. And then the next year, they were the young guys. They had uh Kenny Iwebama was the the end, and then they had uh, Madison was the other end, and and we just kicked the, the 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 dog shit out of them. Like, and I I couldn't wait for to to see Greenway and Abdul Hodge and those guys because like they're not gonna have those good guys in front of them anymore, and we just murdered them, and it felt it felt so good to see Drew, Drew Tate lose his mind and and throw his helmet, and you know he had that magical oh, year in 04. Bobby Carpenter was in his head. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, you know, it's, you know, you, when you get whipped like that, you're like, all right, you guys got to come see us next year and, and we're going to be older and better. And we were far superior and we just, just whipped them. And, and that's what football is all about. Like, I mean, sometimes when you're the young sophomore, you take your lumps, but then when you come back a year later and you're stronger, a junior or, or a senior, then it's, it's your turn to, to hand out the whippings. And that's why, you know, I love football, but I, I remember I broke my foot in the Iowa game and I remember I thought like my cleat was too tight or something. And I was like, God, my foot is killing me. And like, I go to the training room after and my foot was like black. Cause there was like the blood and it, it was really bad and it hurt like hell. And I remember I was wearing sandals. I was like, damn, I can't even like, I could walk, but they put me in one of those plastic big boot things. So I was walking around in that with a sandal and then, uh, God bless Jim Trussell and Jim Bowman. They're the best. Cause they said, you know, we know you broke your foot, so you're not going to do anything at practice this week. And I was like, thank God. So you're going to be in the weight room working out, you know, getting your cardio on, getting in shape, you keep your, your, and I'm like, thank God, because my foot is killing me. And they didn't make me, like, they didn't say, oh, you're soft, you're a puss. I was like, no, dude, I'll play with it. But, like, I would like to not practice with it because it is, like, excruciating pain every time I walk. So it was funny because then, you know, I got to Penn State and I practiced all week for Penn State in pain every day, like excruciating pain on my broken foot. And then, like, I, I get ready. You broke your foot. Oh yeah, dude, I broke my foot. Like, I literally, I broke, I fractured my fifth metatarsal. So I'd have surgery on it after the season. So I, I wore that boot everywhere I went. That big boot, that stupid. I hated that thing. They gave me a low profile one because I hated the one that went up to my calf. Because I was like, I don't need one for my calf. I need one for my foot. And then uh, we get out to State College in their little crappy. 1950s uh locker room and legitimately you know yeah exactly that's what it looks like i I mean and that's the one i hated i hated that high profile because i think it's just annoying your calf gets a little sweaty it stinks like i had one that just went up to like my calf i was like i just need i just need the the mid calf one i don't need the one that goes up to my knee good god so we get out to penn state and they say hey we're gonna shoot your foot up and i was like thank god because i need painkiller my foot is killing me so I go out through warm-ups, and I don't take it then. And then I get into the locker room, and I didn't tape my right ankle before warm-ups. And they, uh, they um, were, yeah, they, no, they, they taped me for warm-ups. Then they cut my tape, and I went in there with with the doctors. And man, they they took the syringe of napalm and injected it into my foot, and it hurt so bad. And I'm not scared of needles. I'm not scared of shots. I'm not scared of any of that. But whatever they put in my foot it felt like fire. It felt like they were putting like, like they dipped my foot into like a, into like a, a, a furnace or something. I mean, it hurt so bad. And then, you know, then after like three minutes, it was completely numb. And I was like, this is the greatest thing in the universe. This, it's like robbing Peter to pay Paul. Cause I was like, I know when this wears off, it's going to hurt like hell, but like, 
for this moment, when we're getting ready to go play Penn State, loud as hell, Tom Bahali, you know, they're playing Phil Collins in the air tonight. I was like, this is the greatest thing in the world. My foot feels like it's brand new. Let's go, let's go, you know, you know, let's go whoop that ass. And then like, you know, we go out there. Yeah, 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 I know. Then we go out there and, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're struggling because like, you know, it it was, no one had ever realized how loud that place was because that was like the first whiteout ever. Severely, severely, like, I mean, you you just like playing next to like an airplane engine. And I remember like, I literally, when you would try to tell me the calls, I would just try to read your lips and see if you're saying Ripper Liz because I couldn't tell what, I, I couldn't get what Nick was saying. And then when we went out there in 07, it was better because Jimmy Cordell, I literally came up with sign language. Cause I was like, dude, none of you guys have played in this and we need to have like sign language for every call, Lake river, rip Liz, everything. You got to make like three fingers as rip or Liz or whatever, just figure it out and we'll learn it. And then in 07 we went out there and the noise wasn't even a thing. Cause we had sign language. So, but um, I go out there and then the second quarter, you know, Chucky gets picked up by their big juiced up D tackle, uh, the white Did dude. Did we make that field goal? Did we get yeah, that field goal? Yeah, we made it. And I remember, like, I, I heard my knee pop. And I was like, well, that ain't good. And then I'm standing there. I'm laying on the ground looking at the sky. And, like, I'm on that cold-ass that cold ass grass. And, like, John Conroy and, like, Steve Winter or whoever was in is like, come on, man, get up, get up. And I, like, go jogging off. I was like, dude, my knee is not right. So I get to the sideline and I call the trainers. I'm like, dude, like, my knee popped. Like, something – this isn't like I'm crazy. But, like, yeah, I stood up and, like, it wouldn't – my knee – would not stay in the like the socket. It would like slide out every time I'd I'd get in my stance. It would just slide out, and I, and I could tell I was like, if I go out there and try to vertical set, and I get bull rush, my knee is going to completely blow out because one of those ligaments is gone. Like there's like the three ligaments that holds your knee in place. One of them's gone because it keeps sliding out every time I get in my stance. So I was like, you know, if I go out there, I'm going to blow my knee out. And plus, I I couldn't hold any pressure because I had the trainer like try to bull rush me and like. It just was slide right out. I was like, yeah, if, I, if, that, if that's Tom, he's going to pull my knee out. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, let's remember that that guy that's going to be putting pressure against you is a guy that's probably going to be. Yeah, he's a first team All-American. So, like, that's like one of those decisions where you're like, you know, can I tape it? Can I brace it? I mean, I already had a Don Joy on, thank God. Otherwise, my knee would have been completely gone. But, you know, I, I, I was like, can I put a sleeve on it? I put a sleeve on it, didn't do anything. Like, so we went in the training room with Doc Hating, and Doc's like, he's looking at it, and he's like, yeah, your MCL's gone. It's completely torn. Like, and I was like, I knew I heard something pop. Cause like, you know, you just know, like you can hear it and like, you can feel it pop. And I was like, yeah, that, that hurt. And it wasn't like painful. It's like one of those excruciating pain things, but it's just from a functionality standpoint, it just didn't work anymore. I was like, I can't, I literally like my knee was slipping out of place, jogging off the field after the field goal. I was like, I, there's no way I can play. So like, and it sucked cause I was all amped up and I was excited to see Tom again. Cause I whooped him in Oh four. I want to whoop him again because I knew he was. You did, uh, man. And that's one thing <laughs> that needs to be. Like in 04 in Horseshoe, and, and that was like early, early in your career. That I think is like where you originally made your name. You got after Tamba. And, and like, I remember there was one play. I think you drove him off the ball like 10 yards and buried him. Dude, I, I literally. Did. You got I, after him. I, I, I literally pancaked him on the horseshoe. Like, legit. And I only had a handful of pancakes in my career where it's like a legitimate, the guy didn't get tripped. I didn't torque him. I literally drove him his back onto the, onto the block. Oh, it's like something that you put in a recruiting video. And like, and, and I remember, you know, it's like when you go against the guy and then the next year, like Joe Paterno is like, Oh, he, he should be a first team all American. He's not getting enough recognition. And he had a big game the week before he played us. And I was like, that's the same guy, 91. And I remember watching the film before I was like, he doesn't have any moves. 
you know, he's a, he, I mean, he's a good player. He's like, but he's just like, I didn't think he was like some, you know, whirlwind, unbelievable pass rusher. Now, you know, he ends up getting the game clinching sack off of, you know, our guys screwing up, you know, which again, that's not a lot of sacks happen. It's not because they do some great moves because the pass, pass protections break down or, you know, someone takes a, a bad set or someone doesn't help on a double team, which is what happened on the last play of that game. But, you know, I, I just, I, I didn't think much of it. And now again, great player, pro bowler played in the NFL for 12 years or whatever, but you know, I, you know, and again, great career, nice guy, everything, but like, yeah, I wasn't, he was, I want to say he was eight, nine time all pro, right? Oh, no way. Not all, not, not all, not, no, no, he never made, do you know what all pro even is? All pro is like, you know what all pro is? All right, let's bet right now. I'm going to get on, I'm going to look it up right now. How many times do you think Tom Holly made all pro? All pro, like all pro is like above the pro bowl. That's the highest honor you can get as an NFL football player. And you say he made eight or nine times. That's like, that's like Deacon Jones or Reggie White or, all right. So he made six pro bowls. He made second team all pro twice in 11 and 13. Okay, so it was pro bowls is what I was saying. Six pro bowls. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's a huge, that's a huge, that's a huge difference. Yeah, I know. Like I said, he, he was a good player. Like I didn't say, I mean, but I, I just, I remember going against him. I wasn't scared of speed. Then I look at his, I'm looking at his combat numbers. He was ran a four, eight, seven. So I knew that he couldn't run around me and he did 18 reps. So I knew he couldn't run through me. He's not strong. And his broad jump was eight, 10 and shit. Mine was eight, nine and I'm 315 pounds. So it's like, he wasn't a great athlete. He was a good motor guy. Uh, yeah, he was productive in college, but he wasn't like some guy where I'm just like, oh my God, how am I ever going to be able to touch that guy? Like, like Mario, you know, who didn't have as good of an NFL career, but was a million times better athlete. Like Mario made, Mario made four Pro Bowls, but he was six, six, 300 and ran a four, a four, six, 40. So, I mean, that's a different level. I mean, he's just so much bigger, but you know, I, I digress. Well, let's, uh, so, so am I off base saying that maybe uh, Tombo could be considered for the Hall? This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry also available in zero sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Oh, I, I, I don't think that there's any, he has any prayer making the Hall of Fame. He might make the Hall of Good. I don't think he'd make the Hall of Fame. I mean, the Hall of Fame, if they let Tomba in, and again, this isn't me being negative towards Tomba, but like, you know, he's a six-time Pro Bowl. He never made All-Pro. Like, I mean, you got to make, I mean, all you got to make All-Pro at least once to be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Because All-Pro means, like, if you're the All-Pro, first-team All-Pro center, you're the best center in the league that year. If you're the All-Pro quarterback, right. you're the there's no, uh, you know, hey, seven defensive ends opted out, so now you're in the Pro Bowl. Because those Pro Bowl rosters swell so bad because guys – you know, guys are going into free agency and they don't want to play guys. You know, again, the pro doesn't even exist anymore. So we don't even have to talk about this anymore, but you know, like, like if I was a, a really great player, I would never play in the pro bowl because what's the point? Like I'm going to go out there, risk injury. It's a game where you don't get paid, you know, and your body has so many injuries and 
you know, there's freak there's freak things that happen in, in football all the time and it's just not worth risking it to me you know but that's just, did i hear they just canceled it recently it's done it's gone yeah it's gone forever they made it a skills competition which is it's fine like i mean they're gonna do like a flag football game and stuff i mean that i don't even know what the they had part of it anyway is was like seeing the big guys larry allen and them do like the, the bench, bench press, press. And the yeah like straight stuff and, and seeing the quarterbacks like throw at the targets down the field but no i mean i don't know i just Tom Bahali, man, I think he had a heck of an NFL career, and I, I got to give you your props, man. I don't give them to you enough. I we, we always kind of bust balls, but, man, in 04, you dominated that cat. Well, yeah, I mean, but, you know, uh, again, I I thought he was a good player, but, you know, I, I just, I don't know. But yeah, it's, um, it's now, one of those things. That, so that, that being said, when you went out of the game in 05 over in Happy oh, Valley, and you, holy you, you cow. was caught on. That oh was God. that was the loudest environment that I ever played in, and I'm pretty sure it was the loudest you ever played in. You're talking about like looking at me trying to read my lips. I'm doing the same thing. I'm two feet away from Nick Mangold, and I can't understand anything that's coming out of his mouth. And I'm trying to read his lips, and then all of a sudden you go out. And what if 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 Bowles and Tress could go back and do it over again? What they should have done is pop me out to right tackle. Yes. Put John Conroy in at right guard, but they kept yes. me at right guard and they put Alex Boone in at right tackle. And Alex, like he was young at the time, but he didn't know like the snap count, the checks, oh all that stuff. And I'm trying, oh. I'm worrying about Jay Alford. Uh, uh, was it Scott Paxson? Yeah. That's the, that's the guy that picked up our long snapper and blew my knee out. Paxson. Pax, I'm worried <laughs> about those guys. I'm worried, I'm worried about Tamba. And now Alex is looking at me, and we can't hear anything. Oh God! And he has no idea what the snap count is. But you know what? It was it was a learning experience. We should have won that game. You mentioned. I mean, he, he beats Hamby and Boone. Uh, Tamba did around the edge, and you know, it was this perfect storm. But Happy Valley is to me outside of the horseshoe. That's the toughest place to play in the Big Ten, and, and maybe in the country. Yeah, I I, I think it's easily easily the hardest place to play in the big Ten. easily that's why the only reason and, and i don't think penn state's any good this year but the only reason that i ever give and plus they get to play them at noon which is a way different animal than playing them at and they can pack almost 110,000 in that stadium yeah and, and and it has to do with the acoustics of the stadium too because like it just it just holds noise and plus again they pump noise in through speakers. So like, I mean, cause you can't physically be that loud unless you're pumping noise in through speakers. So that's, you know, that that's something that doesn't get talked about enough is like, we went there and I was like, why is it so supernaturally loud here compared to everywhere else that we play? Cause I mean, so if they have 5,000 more people than Ohio state and it's a hundred times louder, like it never made sense to me. Like we play, you know, in the big house and all these other places that have a hundred thousand people and they don't, it's not even one fifth as loud as Penn state was, but Again, I think that you know part of it was it was their first whiteout, so it was kind of a new thing. I think yeah. that they were they were kind of on the upswing after sucking for years. Like they sucked in 03, 04, 05. They like started off hot. They beat um, they you know they had a big victory the week before they played us, so they were undefeated. We were undefeated. You know we're we're always the show everywhere we go. Like we're the we're the Beatles. We're the the Rolling Stones. When Ohio State comes to town, it's like the Rolling Stones are Probably in true. town. Yeah, Motley Crue. Well, no, Motley Crue. I mean, compared to the Beatles, come on. Like, so you say, I like, got to tell you a quick little funny story here because yeah. we're talking about that Penn State game in 05. Yeah. So I, on our, our radio show the other day, we were talking about 
you remember we actually we had to fly into Harrisburg, I believe. Oh and God, so that was a, that was amazing. Fly. And you remember yeah. Bobby Carpenter? Oh when, my God! When our our buses when we got into Harrisburg, they kind of went into a dead end at the airport, <sighs> and we got stuck. And it's raining, sleeting, snowing, and Bobby's back there yelling about, "Ah, oh, we haven't had dinner yet. We got to get to our hotel." And I've never seen Tress oh do God. this, but he got up and he was so upset and he went over and you and I might've been sitting right next to each other on the bus. And he oh. went over and he whispered into Bobby's ear things that we're not going to repeat right now, but Bobby did not say a word the rest of that night. I mean, I think we got into the Ramada oh. where we stayed at like 1130 at night. We had our, our Friday night meal at like midnight. Oh, it was it was crazy. Late. I don't. It might not have been that late, but I remember he he. It's the only time I ever heard Trust say the f word, and it was amazing. Yeah. And like, cause you know, we say it like we brush our teeth, like every you know, three times a day, a hundred times a day, whatever. Right. Like we with with Trust, like I remember Bobby, cause I was dying, and I'm sitting there. There were some things that really stood out. For one, there was like some sort of hurricane remnants that were over State College, which is why we couldn't land in State College. We had to fly to Harrisburg. We get on these buses. And, you know, that's a decent drive. Like, it's like at least an hour, whatever, drive to to State College. Yeah. And um, I remember Bobby just going nuts in the back. And I was like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. And Bobby's like, we're supposed to be the class of college football. You know, because, like, we, you know, we hired a bus driver who doesn't know how to get out of the, the airport gate. So he drives to, like, a locked gate. And then we're stuck there. And we're just sitting there. And I, and I just... You know, I, I'm so like I'm annoyed, but like, what are you gonna do? Like, I'm not gonna sit there and complain because like it's not the bus driver's fault that he's incompetent. It's not anyone's fault because you know Bob Tucker had to like scramble get buses to Harrisburg. You know, like I mean, he had everything on on point to go from State College's airport to the hotel, but the last second we're like, hey, we gotta find to Harrisburg, else we might wreck. And so you know, he had to get all that wound up, find a bus driver there, whatever, and um. The other thing I remember that I'll never forget is, you know, we had like the little VCRs on there, little little TV things that were hanging down. And Nick Mangold volunteers a movie. Cause he had, you know, we had little deep portable DVD players back in the olden days. And they're like, they don't have a DVD that much. Nick had boondock scenes, which was like unbelievable. Cause like, you know, coach Tress is what's sitting there. Oh right my God. Yeah. And, and you know, they're, you know, and Tress, I love Tress, and I, and I love Helen, but they're about as buttoned up, and you know, they're very no swearing, no, no profanity, no violence, which is funny because you know the game that we play is a very violent and swearing laced game, and we put on, you know, Nick puts on Boondock Saints, oh my god, and it is if people haven't seen Boondock Saints, it is one of the most vulgar. If personally, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's one of the funniest, like. But it is just blood, guts, swearing, F-bombs, drinking. So, like, for me and TJ, it was, like, the perfect movie to watch before a football game. But, like, Tress and Eleanor watched it. And then, you know, Bowles is sitting up there dying. Like, he's kind of covered his dying laughing. And I forget who else is up there that, like, you know, they're sitting behind Tress and, and Ellen so they can't see it. But it was it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And I was like, oh, my God, Nick. Like, the, the self-awareness was just amazing. Like, I was like... You know, self awareness doesn't get you into the Hall of Fame. Thankfully, you know, drive blocking and pass blocking does. So Nick will be in the NFL Hall of Fame one day. But you know, him picking Boondock Saints is probably the, one of the greatest things he ever did because, holy cow, was I? I just I'll never forget that. I'll never forget Bobby getting f bombed by Tress on the bus because that was, 
you know, of all the funny things that people don't really get to see when we go on the road, that was just amazing. Because Bobby is as opinionated as any human being in the world, and he loves for everybody to know his opinions, even if nobody cares. And that moment where Tress jumped over those seats, man, like a ninja, because we were all laying across the aisles and tired and trying to get some rest and some sleep. So we had like a, well, it was at least an hour bus ride. So we're just trying to be as comfortable as possible on a charter bus. And, you know, so Tress like literally ninja warriors that over us like bounds across me and Robbie and Nick because we all sat towards the kind of the middle front of the bus and oh it was just it was just absolutely amazing that was like one of those moments where I was really happy I was on bus one for for all of our guys out there in 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 scoop world they'll they'll appreciate this because I know we got a bunch of old heads out there that that remember the Woody Hayes days so I got a chance to hang out with Jeff Logan recently and hear him speak and tell some stories and everybody knows that you know Jeff was a guy who had to wait his turn behind Chief Griffin. I mean, talk about a, a tough position to be in, you know, Archie, the <laughs> yeah. two-time Heisman Trophy winner. And then Jeff finally gets his turn. He, he's a captain. He's he's first team all Big Ten. But he told this story about the Buckeye team flying into Happy Valley. And they were on those old, what they called, uh, it was Allegheny Air, which were the old uh, prop planes or with yeah. the propellers, and they called it Agony Air. And so they're flying in, and there was two planes. First plane was with the starters and 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 the the coaching staff. The second plane is what they called the AYOs, all you others. Yes. So they're flying in to Happy Valley, and the weather starts getting really bad. One of the well, the co-pilot comes back and tells Woody, "Hey, we are to Harrisburg, like what we did, and we're going to have to bus in to State College." And Woody said, no way, unacceptable, not going to do it. He said, okay, well, like we're facing some really bad weather here. Like this is going to be dangerous. The levels and the out, we're not going to be able to tell as we, as we approach. And so Woody tells him, send the other plane in. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. First, if they make <laughs> we'll follow them in. If they don't, we'll go to Harrisburg. And Jeff said, that was the first time in my life that I was happy to be a starter. He's like, oh. what he said, send the other guys in, man. If they make it, we're oh. good. If not, screw it. Oh my God. That is amazing. That was a great, that was a, that was a great story. And I mean, I, I'm telling you like, that's the funny thing about all you others. AYOs is something that, you know, wake used to always say AYOs. I never knew what it meant. Like Keith Wakefield, my high school coach, like great job by the AYOs, you know, at the end of a varsity game when 
you know, when the starters are all pulled and they put the JV in and they get they keep the shutout. Great job by the AYS. Like, I never thought I was demeaning. And then, so I knew it was a Woody Hayes thing. I learned, you know, I, I, I educated myself on, on Woody Hayes. I read a lot of his literature and I really studied him. And, and that was like one of the things he loved to say. And so I said that at a press conference. I don't know if we were playing Penn State. It, it was my senior year when I was a captain. And I said, at the press, that was a great job by the AYS, you know, you know, keeping them out of the end zone. I don't know if it was a, to maintain a shutout or what the deal was, but I said, like, great job by the AYOs there at the end. And I had a parent of a player write Tress and say, how dare, how dare Kirk Barton call my son an AYO? He works just as hard as Kirk does. And I was like, no, he doesn't. Because if he did, he'd be starting. He wouldn't be, you know, an AYO. But anyways, like, I just, I, I always, like, I, I got such a kick out of the fact that some – some parent literally wrote that to Jim Trestle and I, I and Shelly Poe, God bless her, who she's the SID at Auburn now. She literally, literally said to me, hey, could you not use that term anymore? And I'm like, it's a Woody Hayes term. Like Woody Hayes, who's like the building's named after is like that was like his term. It's like, you know, it's, it's like a uh, it's just something where I'm like paying homage to, you know, the, maybe the greatest figure in the history of Ohio State football. And but it was just it was just so funny because like there was a parent that wrote and say, How dare you call my son an AYO? He works as hard as Kirk does. I was like, for Wait, one, I was like so that, sensitive, man. Oh my god. I'm just like I just, I will never be that parent that says my son works as hard as your son. Cause this is like, how do you know? Like, do you go in on Saturdays and work out? Do you do you diet? Do you cause I was a nut. I mean, especially my senior, I was a nut. I was like a just a workout maniac. Cause I was like, I had to like set the tone. Cause I yeah, you know, we we got annihilated by Florida. All of my homies left, so you were gone. Troy was gone. Teddy, Pitt, like all my all my dogs are gone. And so, like, I had to like I was, I was looking around. I was like, man, I'm the only senior that's played. And it's like I gotta like do I, I gotta really set the tone because we're gonna be really young. We don't have any starters back, and we really gotta be good because like I'm not not about to go up my senior year and go lose to Michigan up there. So I was like, I was like, I was insane my senior year just because i was like you know we're not going to go out like that to see because we're picked third to be in the big 10 and we got smashed by florida and every day you know we had that little key code thing on the locker room and it was like i had to punch in 41 14 every single day wow. in the locker room because trust changed they would change that thing, they changed the trestle trestle made our door code 41 to 14 so every time we walked in the building i had to type in 41 14 and i'm just like you know, and again, I'm not going to swear because, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to get dinged by YouTube, but I was a salty dude. I was like, I can't believe I have to type this every time I walk in. I was like, this is going to change. And then, and that, yeah, so it was. Four on the LSU game? Was that, that was probably the key. That was 38, 38, 24. It probably was. Yeah. But I mean, the thing about 38, 24, is like, at least we didn't roll over and just die like we did against Florida. At least we fought. But I mean, we, the difference between Florida and LSU is Florida. We just sucked, and we lost our best player in the first play of the game, which sucked. But LSU, like, we just played like complete morons. We had five personal fouls. We had a punt blocked. We dropped a touchdown pass. We had false starts in the in the on the one yard line, like just just stupid stuff that you can't ever. Do. We, 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 we roughed <laughs> the, we roughed the, we roughed the we roughed the punter on fourth and twenty two. Like at that point, it was a fourteen point game. We get a stop, fourth and twenty-two, and we rough the punter. And <laughs> give my first down and they go score and make it a twenty-one point game. I'm just like, you just and again, like, you know, I'm not being critical and I'm not this isn't calling any individual out, but like when you're playing in a national championship game against the 
first or second best team in the country, the margin for error is so slim, especially when you're not that good. Like we weren't that good. You know, it was a lot of smoke and mirrors, a lot of ground and pound. You know, we, we weren't as good as we were in 05. We probably were on par with where we were in 06, but it was just different. We had the number one, we had the number one defense in 07. Our defense was much better in 07 than 06, but our offense obviously in 06 is better than in 07. So you kind of flip-flop those, but you know, you just you can't do dumb things when you're playing a great team and expect to win. Like you can't have you know, you can't rough a punter. You can't have a field goal get blocked. You can't have five personal fouls because every personal foul is an automatic first down at 15 yards. So it's like, that's that, that's a free 75 yards, you know? So it's, it's just part oh, of the man. game. Hey, hey Todd, Beck, Todd Beckman was first team all B10, man. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, like. That I, I, seven I, offense was nice. Eh, I, I don't know. Didn't, I mean, you guys, I, didn't you guys go out to like a seven or 14 nothing lead over LSU beanie had like the first ten, two touchdowns. Ten, no we, we're up 10 nothing after the first quarter I'll never okay. forget that but it just like you know just we didn't have the you know it was like one of those things where I knew we had to play perfect we were playing in Louisiana we we're playing against a team that was the number one team all season they they choked against Arkansas in a crazy game um and I think they choked against uh uh Kentucky like they, they had two losses so it was like a miracle but they made it in just because, you know, they had a, they had a really good team and the quarterback played, you know, eight, 10 years in the NFL. I don't think he ever took a snap, but he made like $50 million, Matt Flynn. Uh, yeah, they had Dor- Dors- Dor- Dorsey, Tyson Jackson. You know, they had a big O-line. Uh, none of them, none of the O-linemen are really that good. Like none of them were NFL guys. Uh, they got drafted, but they never really played. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Like this is part of the gig. Well, uh, this thing was kind of all over the place. Any closing thoughts? Wrap this thing up. Uh, you're gonna get this thing posted. Any closing thoughts heading into Michigan State? We talked a little bit about our old stories about Michigan State. Tomorrow we'll do a little bit of a Michigan State preview with TJ and C. Grant. But uh, any closing thoughts, TJ, so we can wrap this thing up? We're gonna have uh, make sure you check out. You're gonna have stories from the vault tomorrow. I'm gonna give you uh, some 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 really in-depth Michigan State stuff. To me, it's you got to go up there and, again, know that Michigan State is not playing their best ball, and you have to find a way to dial in. You know, I, I felt bad because I had made the comments last week that this Rutgers game kind of felt like playing a MAC team. And Rutgers came out in the first part of that game, and, you know, they, they got after it a little bit. Just while once we got into our rhythm, it was a different story, but, you know, the big 10 everybody around the country is going to say that it's down a little bit and it's just really it's ohio state and michigan but to me every every week if you're not up ready to play that you have that target on your back everybody wants to beat ohio state everybody wants to beat michigan because we're the top two within that conference you know maryland they got a decent squad michigan state those guys and Hey, I'll tell you the guy that I'm going to be keeping my eyes on is your your uh, your your Perry alumni man, Matt Carrick. You know he's he's uh, finally in his career where he knows how to pass protect because he never had to do that in the wing T over there at Perry High School. That was the big knock on him. Once he got there to Michigan State, he's a great offensive lineman, but all he knew how to do was run block. Now they they got some guys there, and I think they'll put their best product out on the field Saturday. 
So we have to be ready to go. We have to be fired up. We have to be dialed in. And again, what I've harped on all year long, you've talked about it, Kurt. Dewan Jones, Paris Johnson, I mean, these these guys are probably the best offensive tackle pair in the country, would you say? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, easily. It's not even close. But they got to do the little things right. You got to go into East Lands and try to be perfect. Be like 72 was in 06. Don't jump off sides three times, but play that perfect game. I think we're capable of doing that. I see us winning by three touchdowns when we go up there. So, and it's always going to be good to be able to give a little something to Mel Tucker. You know, he spent a lot of time at Ohio state. We know him well. Um, he'll know, he'll know the right energy and right tempo and the right temperature to have his team set at. It's how we go in and handle it. You mentioned it again last week too, brother. It's easy to line up and play at home. You're sleeping in your own bed. You know, you're in the confines of your own home. When you got to go on the road, sleep in a hotel, be on a different schedule, you know, be here, be there. It's different. Got to handle it. Yeah, you got to go to the airport, check in through TSA, get on a plane, fly, bus. You know, it's, it's, it's way, way harder than being at home. Or, you know, it's like the thing about home is it's just so comfortable because when you're done with the game, you go right to your car and you're out and you go grab dinner go kick with the homies, you know, but whatever. But sometimes it's fun to go on the road because I, I told people – I was talking today on, on BuckeyeScoop.com on our Ask the Insiders board. I was talking about how, you know, my favorite victory ever was beating Michigan in 07 up there. You know, when it was my senior year and I was a captain and, you know, I got to go look at Jake and Chad and Mike, the three captains they sent out versus me. And, you know, I think I, it was James. And cause James was a full-time captain, Marcus. We had we had an all-rotating defensive captain that year, Deontay Johnson. But, like, I – you know, it was like I, I knew those guys because I've been playing against those guys for four years. And I was like, you know, it was their senior day. And, like, there's all, it's always fun to win on the road. Like, winning on the road is great because it's like you get to, like, conquer their conquer their their castle. Like, you know, you get to lay siege to their building, beat it, take it, send all their fans home sad. Like, there's just something crazy about me that just loves doing that because there's all, all those people there excited, hoping that somehow by some miracle they can compete and potentially beat us. And when you beat them to death and then you beat them and the scoreboard is all zeros, it's, it's a wonderful feeling. Well, that being said, I appreciate you, brother. What time is the vault going to be live tomorrow? Uh, we're going to post this on the board so everybody knows so they can tune in for it. What time? We'll have it up at uh, lunchtime, man. We'll call it uh, uh, stories about 12 noon and I'm going to give you guys a little preview. Kirk remembers this. There was a incident 
that happened in 2004 up there on the sideline between me and one of our fellow teammates, and Kirk was right in the middle of it. You remember that? I don't. Involved our tight end, Ryan Hamby. Oh, now I remember that. Yeah, you guys... You guys are getting after it. Yeah, that was good. I remember it's that now. Be juicy. Yeah, it's going to be juicy. I love it. I'll let, let it rip in the Baltimore wall. I'm going to wrap this thing up. We had a nice, long one today. Appreciate you, brother. Um, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. We have a blast doing this. We appreciate you guys, as always, tuning in. BuckEyeScoop.com is our home. We just added C. Grant to the roster. National champion. The guy that sacked Ken Dorsey to seal it. And easily the best thing around Seth now. So uh, C is fantastic. I'm so excited that my brother is joining us. And keep cranking content for you guys. We are growing like crazy on BuckeyeScoop.com. If you have not joined BuckeyeScoop.com and you are an Ohio State fan, you need to jump in. We've got the best inside information in the game. Uh, constantly getting new intel from the Woody Hayes, from inside the program. Real excited about what we're doing. And we have the best community in the business. So we appreciate you guys as always. I hope you guys had a great day. If you enjoyed this content, please leave us a like down below and comment. What do you want us to do versus Michigan State this week? Do you want us to play everybody? Do you want us to rest some of the guys that are hurt? Do you want to make it a game time decision? I'm all for resting some of these guys that are nicked up because I don't think it's going to be much of a game. And I want these guys to be healthy when we go to Penn State because I don't want to risk Jackson Smith and Jigba, Travion, uh, any of these other guys that are nicked, they need to be ready to go for the games that we really need them for. So with that being said, as always, thank you so much, Buckeye Nation, for tuning in. And thank you, Scoop family. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Go Bucks. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.